<laughs> You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. It's Kim Ariano. Happy Halloween. I think this is the first time I've actually had a Halloween episode of Walk the Talk with Kim. So it is a first for everything. Eric, how are you? Good afternoon. Happy Halloween. I'm doing well. How are you? Happy Halloween on this blustery night. Perfect spooky afternoon weather here today. Very excited. Kids are getting ready to go trick-or-treating. They've got their costumes and uh, we're ready to go for the 75 minutes or so. Actually, probably about 45 minutes that it takes for us to trick-or-treat and fill our bags. So we're ready to go. Hope their costumes are uh, are warm ones this year. <laughs> they are not. My daughter decided she was going to do the Cookie Monster theme, but it's a girl Cookie Monster, so her arms show and she looks really cute. And I told her it's going to be covered up in a coat. And the boy is uh, Mario this year, which is totally not original, but that's what he, <laughs> he wanted to be. You like Mario? Why not? So this is kind of funny. So. Um, my son's birthday was yesterday. He turned eight years old. Happy birthday, Vincent, Happy birthday. if you're listening yeah. to you. Um, so we decided for his birthday we would go to the Museum of Fright, which was on Sunday. Um, and we had a great time uh, there. But the idea with the Museum of Fright is that if you came in costume, they would waive your $5 entry fee to the Museum of Fright. So I said to husband and children, you better get making those costumes. And so they spent this time making the costumes and we wound up going down and buying them anyway. So we spent $80 on two costumes and saved $10 on admission to the Museum of Fright. But woohoo, what's Halloween without more spending of money? So there we go. To the Museum of Fright we went. $80. Oh! Yes, but if you, I have never gone. Have you been to the Museum of Flight? I, flight. Flight. Museum of Flight. I thought you were saying Museum of Fright. Well, it was for that <laughs> between eleven and four on Sunday. It was okay, the Museum see, of Flight. Okay, see, I didn't know they had that, but yes. uh, I, I have not been to uh, the Museum of Flight. It's but I would like to fun. check that out. Yeah. I had no idea. We only saw about half of it because we were so enamored with so it. So, we what a great made time. it so frightful though uh, for the the day? Did they? You know, put like skeletons in the cockpits and stuff like that, did they? No, it was Arts and Crafts Day at the oh, okay. Museum of Flight. But you have to understand, so um, for those of you that remember my son Vincent, for those of you that don't, the kid has a personality larger than life. But he has this thing, he doesn't like to be scared. He he really doesn't like haunted houses, and I don't, I don't either. And so I'm perfectly okay with that. So we were trying to find things to do. And we had to find something that Vincent would actually go to. And so that was the Museum of Fright. And he didn't even want to go there. And I had to promise him that it's not going to be scary. It's just arts and crafts. It's, and then he was able to go in. Mm. But we didn't even really participate in any of that stuff. We were having just so much fun with the rest of the of the museum. If you haven't gone, I'm so no a big So no haunted houses for you this year? I don't do haunted houses now. Oh. I was 10 years old when I went through my first and last haunted house, and that was the <laughs> end of that one. I saw somebody get pretend stabbed, and right. it freaked me out, and I was ran out of there, and my mom's running after me going, Kim, stop. I, nope. That's be, it. can be hard to suspend disbelief as, a, as a, an adult and actually be scared by these. I actually went to one on Saturday, and the scariest thing was they had like a backed-up toilet. And as a homeowner... I thought, like, oh, man, that is really going to be tough to clean out. <laughs> that could get all over the floor. Oh, geez. So I was, you know, frightened by that. But all the other, like, 
ghosts and goblins and stuff. Didn't that doesn't do bother you? No, it was that backed up toilet. It. I'm like, oh, the plumber is going to be like $90 an hour for it. And the house call itself, you know. So that was frightening to me. <laughs> yeah. really. You know, I can, re- I, I, I can kind of relate to that. But that's the not, fact that it had a hand me. coming out, clogging it up was neither here nor there. Well, then, you know, what's on the other side of that hand is just not going to be good. That's right. going to be costly, right? <laughs> it's going to be you're going to need the snake and the drano. <laughs> Something. Not Lots just the of- plunger. Lots of really disgusting, gross things. Yeah, that's it. It's the it's the gore factor that bothers me. I love a good, scary, you know, poltergeist, Hitchcock, you know, psychological thriller. thriller. Mm-hmm. I love those. But the Freddy Kruegers and all that kind of fun stuff. Yikes! Yeah, Vincent Price, The Pit and the Pendulum, all those. The Tingler. Ooh. Who knows is in the dark shadows. Yes, all those. Those are fine, but the blood and gore and guts and killing and all that blah, grosses me out. My son doesn't like either. My daughter loves it. My husband loves it. My son and I, nope. To each their own. To each their own. Well, we want to welcome you to this Halloween episode that we've actually been talking about. But I, before we bring on our guest today, we have Encompass joining us. I'm really excited. We've got Carrie Beamer um, and Helene uh, Wetnick with um, Encompass here today. We're going to talk about Halloween, safety with kids and all that. We're going to get to that in a moment. But we did have a couple of things that I did want to talk about briefly before we run into the break. Um, first of all, let's bring on Lindsay. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. Yeah? yeah. So give us an update on your uh nonprofit event coming up shortly the rock and roll for crones and Kalei's yeah. foundation um uh, well Team this challenge this last saturday i went out and ran nine miles Woo-hoo! in the rain um i learned that my raincoat is not actually waterproof by Ooh. about mile four Ooh. <laughs> so i was sopping wet by the end but i completed the nine miles I have about $415 left to fundraise in a week and a half. So Wow. Oh, so the uh, the pressure's on. It's getting there a little bit, but I think I can do it. I think you'll be fine. So how does somebody uh, donate? They would go and look at the link that we've posted on Walk the Talk with Kim Facebook page. Excellent. And let's help get her to go. And we do want to mention with sad note that this is going to be your last episode with us on Walk the Talk with Kim. Yeah. You're just getting way too busy for us. I've got a lot of busy things in my life and I need to focus on what's really important. I hear you. It's funny. I've been doing a presentation over the last three days on um, different generations in the workplace for a client of mine. And one of the things that we talk about, I thought of you, that the millennial generation um, has always been super structured, what I call super structured, and that they've always had something going on and always something to do. And then now we see them in the work world. Um, you know, if somebody else isn't going to tell me what I need to do, I'm going to fill my schedule. And I watch you and what you, watch what you've gone through. And I'm like, okay. Yep, that's me. It's crash and burn <laughs> earlier than later. Yep. <laughs> And so uh, good for you because most people would just kind of fight through it and put themselves last, but you can't do that. No. No. I can't do that. Well, we are really sincerely going to miss you. You and I will see each other on a regular basis, so I'm not that worried about that. But um, our listeners, we certainly enjoyed you and all the work that you did. So thank you for being on. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, we really appreciated it. And we're going to go into the break here soon because I want to give plenty of time to our guests. But I did want to um, bring up kind of on a personal note, and this is kind of more of an homage and a reminder and a lesson out there for everybody not to be a Debbie Downer, but it's a beautiful story. 
Um, yesterday or Monday, I received one of those phone calls that nobody wants to ever received. And it was a message from a person that I had worked with in the past. And she had to let me know that we had lost one of our coworkers um, that we had worked with for years. And, um, you know, we think about our families and, and all the people that we come in contact with and, and how going through losing someone and how difficult that can be. But this was an interesting experience for me, and I think um, for those of us that were touched um, by the lives of this individual, um, his name was Bob Espeseth, and uh, he was um, someone that I had worked with since the 90s. It was forever ago. Um, but I was a young generation, and he was a, a little bit older than I was, but we had similar engineering-type functions, and we were located out of the same office here, and um, we've traveled on more than enough plane trips to remote areas across the country to uh, go help out customers. And uh, he's uh, was always there kind of helping me understand technology and um, always a really great, great cheerleader of mine as I was moving up through my career and he through his. And um, I can remember many of the days commiserating out in the back behind the building about the company we were working for and people we were working with. And I can still hear his voice. And unfortunately, on Saturday, we found out that a senseless tragedy that he was hit by a car um, while in Portland uh, watching a rowing race with his wife. I mean, of all the things, I mean, how many times had we talked about taking better care of ourselves and, you know, walking? And he and I, we did an exercise program together for about a week um, (laughs) before he said, Forget this. This is too hard. I love you, but let's go smoke a cigarette instead. Um, But all of these things and and to have something so senseless and so tragic happened um, really kind of hit home. And it just made me remember those times, um, not only with Bob, but with all of the people that we have been connected to. And in the process, I remember going, "Okay, now, did so and so know Bob? And yeah, he did. And I remember I knew him and he and we worked on that account. And you start to look at this web that we, not to be a pun on Halloween, but this literal web that we have um, connection to each other and this whole idea of six degrees of separation, it's really more like two. And how many lives we as individuals touch and we forget to thank somebody and we forget about somebody until they're actually gone So um, just wanted to say out there, Bob, if you're listening, thank you so much for everything that you've done um, for me. And thanks for being such a great guy. And to all the people that have been touched by Bob's death, that um, I appreciate you and wish that we could get together on better circumstances. But I'm really kind of looking forward to the gang getting back together and remembering somebody really special. So I'm hoping that this is an opportunity and a time for you to think about your past all the people that have touched your lives that maybe you've moved on and have forgotten about to take a moment and reflect, remember and thank somebody, send them a Facebook note. Um, just, just touch base with them. I was very, very fortunate and lucky that um, I, Bob and I had gotten together with a whole big group of us uh, last March and we all caught up and shared some ideas. Most of us had moved on to other companies and, and talked about the things that connected with us and shared a laugh and shared a drink and shared some pasta together. And I am so very, very, very thankful that we had that opportunity together. So next time you'd rather stay home than go out and see your friends or next time that you'd rather just kind of bag that get together, you know what? Go. 
take that opportunity, um, remember somebody, share a laugh, because, man, it is so dang precious when you don't have it and you'll never have it again. So, Bob, kudos. Thank you. Um, Job well done, right? And uh, we're going to take a break. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. Hi, I'm Jerry Pearson. And with my wife, Michelle, we're local residents just like you who have a passion to help those who have been harmed or wronged in our communities. If you have a personal injury from a car crash or a property hazard, an industrial injury, a defective product or nursing home neglect issue, the Pearson Law Firm can help you anywhere, anytime. Contact us today for a free case evaluation at 1-800-423-8473. The number again is 1-800-423-8473. Or check us out at walkthetalkwithkim.com. Are you stuck? Are you plagued by a toxic relationship? Are you frustrated with a lack of motivation? Workforce Evolution offers classes that explain why people behave the way they do and how to change patterns that wreak havoc on business and relationships in order to accelerate innovation and creativity. Go to WorkforceEvolution.com to find out how you can join a free class. That's WorkforceEvolution.com or call 425-888-9790. Hello, this is Kim Ariano of Walk the Talk with Kim. The reality is staggering. South Africa has one of the highest incidences of HIV AIDS in the world. This fact results in millions of orphans left in the care of other family members, friends, or fending for themselves in child-headed households. Focus on Atemba offers orphans and vulnerable children a new direction in life through loving foster care homes with committed parents and a real opportunity for a good education. Please consider sponsoring a child to receive the needed stability to change their world. Go to atembakids.org or follow the links from walkthetalkwithkim.com. Do you wish you could train your brain to be more creative? ThinkShop can help. For 16 years, ThinkShop has trained individuals at Fortune 500 companies, small businesses, and nonprofits. Learn our proven process to think creatively and make great ideas happen. Our trainings are offered in person and online. Learn more at thinkshop.com. Feed your mind and your body and spirit will follow. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim, one of my very favorite Halloween songs and even non-Halloween songs. It's the goth anthem, I do believe. You can listen to it every day because every day is Halloween. It's Halloween after all. (laughs) Yes, every day for me is Halloween. At least if you're Alien Jurgison. He was the singer for ministry. I wonder if he still thinks every day is Halloween. He probably does. They kind of went in a weird direction after... They got a little more aggressive. A little, just (laughs) a a bit more aggressive. Yes, all these obscure music references. That's why Eric and I love each other so much, because uh, not very many people know these obscure references. And you know way more than I do, which is quite impressive. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim, and today is Halloween. Not just every day, but today. A day of eating way too much candy, which has got to get out of my house. I'm so sick of this Halloween candy, but I can't stop eating it. 
<sighs> and candy corn. What is the deal with candy corn? I hate candy corn, but I still eat it when it's right in front of me all the time. Apparently, that's one of the worst candies for you nutritionally as well. I mean, not that candy is ever terribly nutritious, but candy corn uh, packs way more uh, sugar than your average uh, candy. And it also has the uh, food coloring that uh, is kind of uh, being thought of now as possibly being a carcinogen. They so, mean to make yeah. it in little, little skull and crossbones. But Maybe they, people won't eat it. I noticed that they, they do make some now that is naturally flavored uh, with like blood orange uh, juice and stuff like they that. They probably so, taste like crud. No, they taste fantastic. Really? Yeah. So if you're going to go the candy corn route. Try and go the natural candy corn. I don't like candy corn. There's this song on the the kids' shows on Nickelodeon or something like that. That's I hate. I don't like candy corn. No, I don't Mm. like candy. And we would sing that around the house. There you go. As you were eating it. But I've had too much today. Yes, (laughs) yes. I don't understand candy corn. It's like I don't understand why people take pictures of their food and put it on Facebook. I don't understand the big deal around candy corn. Just put out the chocolate and make everybody happy instead of making me feel guilty. Probably healthier for you. Yeah, and my teeth. I mean, even right now, my teeth are feeling like they're coated in something toxic. According to the article that I read also, you want to steer clear of stuff like dots, anything that really sticks to your teeth, and the sour patch stuff. That All that sour stuff has a really high acid, acidity, so apparently that's really bad for the enamel on your teeth. So. Is this bathroom reading for you, or are you just... No, 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 no. It's just one of the many dental <laughs> journals that I <laughs> subscribe. No, it was Facebook. Were you like a... that guy on the Rudolph? You just wanted to be a dentist? No, no, But you no. were stuck being an elf? No, no. <laughs> I, I am stuck being an elf, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> and I will admit that you have a great costume today, Eric. Thank, Thank you, you very, very much. much. Are you supposed to be Hugh Hefner in particular? Not in just... particular, just the uh, unspecific Victorian swanky guy. So, With a stogie and a martini. That's right. Shake I could be Sherlock or... Holmes. I could be Hugh Hefner. I could be Oscar Wilde. It's it's all up to your imagination. Whatever cool guy. Or Dr. Orpheus, if you ever watch Venture Brothers, uh, probably more okay, along okay, those lines. Okay, now that's way too so. obscure. Sorry. Dr. Strange, maybe. Dr. Strange, possibly. You might know him. Maybe. Yeah. yeah what <laughs> anyway, excellent. Welcome. We have got some great guests with us today. We've got Helene Wentnick and Carrie Beamer uh, with um, Encompass. And we want to talk about Halloween safety with kids. Yay! Tonight is Halloween. And I'm really excited because um, when I was a kid, I lived out in the boonies. And so I never got to really go trick-or-treating ever. So that really sucked. And so um, with my kids, we tried that whole let's go around the neighborhood. But, you know, most of our neighbors just kept turning the lights off. So that was no fun. Um, So then we got smart and we took our kids up to the ridge. (laughs) It's no Kwame. But now I'm I'm nice about it. I actually take a bag of candy with me. And so I refill the candy dishes for folks so they're not totally taking all their candy. Because evidently on this one black street, they go through bags and bags and bags and bags of candy. But 45 minutes, we just go up the street, over across the street, and down the street. It's fun. Everybody's out. The houses all decorate. There's a ton of kids. And then, like I said, about 45 minutes later, we're brimming full-on bags of candy overflowing, then we go home and eat candy for the next two weeks. My kids eat candy. No, I eat candy <laughs> for the next. I go in there, I take the, I have a, a fee. I tell my kids, my son, he can't rip open his packages. So there's a pack 
ripping open fee that I charge, which is usually a bite of whatever it is, the package that I'm, it's just accepted. Hi, ladies. How are you? Hello. Doing great. Welcome. Thanks for letting us be here today. Yeah. So, Carrie. Yeah. Halloween safety. Yeah. Well, I thought that this is a great topic to talk about, not only just how to keep kids safe, but talk to them about what Halloween is and, and. What is Halloween? You know, if you're three, can you imagine what this what does that mean? I get to put this costume on and then we're going to go to door to door and I'm going to get bags of candy. And how does that make any sense? <laughs> right. And and I, I often think about when I had a two year old and well, I think Alex was about three and I decided that she needed to be like Barney or something. <laughs> and, you know, you go and you spend all this money on a costume and you but the, oh, it's going to be so cute. It's we're a gonna, racket. We're going to get the cutest pictures, and this is going to be so phenomenal. And what does she do? Put it on and cries, right? <laughs> Not having it. Won't even go outside, right? And now, as a parent, you're so frustrated because I just dropped 40 bucks on yeah. a costume, right? Full price, man. Right. Yes. Because I waited to the last minute. Right. And then, now they won't even wear it. And they're supposed to go, all the neighbors are waiting for us to come with our adorable little children and say, trick or treat, and mm-hmm. thank you. And now it's, now they won't do it, right? So, it, but is, was that a realistic expectation for her? I didn't really set it up for success. I didn't talk to her about no, what No, Halloween gonna... wasn't about her then, Carrie. <laughs> it it was about you. Absolutely. Oh, man, being a parent sucks. So, you know, I think that stepping back and looking at that as a parent is a great Halloween tip. Who is this really for today? And how am I going to make it really successful for them um, and have them have a great time? And if they only want to go to three houses, great. I have another friend who told me, yeah, you know, we thought last year this is going to be so awesome. She's old enough and wants to go do it. Three houses. Done. That was it? Done. Wow. Interesting. So so then, you know, you have to sort of take their lead. And if they're done, they're done. Right? Because now you're just going to go down this path of misery and dragging them through the neighborhood and the yeah. whole, you know, it's, but you're gonna get more candy. <laughs> I need Reese's. Mommy needs a Snickers. <laughs> There's not enough peanut butter and in say here. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's another thing I thought about today is the whole you have to say thank you, right? These poor kids. I see them come up to my thing, trick or treat. Thank you. You know, <laughs> thank you. They're all taking their thing. Thank you. Thank you. They don't really mean thank you. And the parents are like say say thank you. Say it. Thank you. I can't. Okay, I'm guilty <laughs> of that. And I remember my husband and I were dying laughing because as you're watching your kids walk up, first of all, you have to make sure they don't trip. They don't knock anybody over or right. push any other kids, right? Then they open the door and you're appalled when they stick both hands in there and start grabbing a whole bottle. Right. Only one. Right. Talking about my son. And then <laughs> they put it in there and, and he's a sales guy. So he will weasel his way another two or three pieces of candy if oh, he can sure. get away with it. Right. He will. And he'll chat up and start talking to the people. They want to close the door, but they don't want to close it on his face. But he'll keep chatting them up anyway. And then I remember looking down the road and there's me and all of my other compatriots lined up at our kids just going, Say thank you, 
Say thank you. Don't forget to say thank you. And yeah, it's it's so it's funny. It's call it of the weird parents. There's all these parents that stand out on the curb. They send the kids up, and then in unison, the parents all say together, <laughs> "Did you say thank you? <laughs> say th- get back there and say thank you." <laughs> I love it. Except for the smart ones that are drinking while they're walking up and down right. the street, just laughing, not saying anything. Oh, that's not me though. I'm the one yelling at my kids to say thank you. Yeah. Well, it is a. It's good to teach them that, but you know, if they're just done and they don't want to say thank you, I don't know. I think that that kind of goes along with that. We've talked about this before. This is a good topic. They're not saying it almost is to a point where I'm not having them say thank you because I'm teaching them good manners. I'm having them say thank you. So I don't look like a bad parent. Right. It's about me. It's not about them. Exactly. Exactly. So what do you do about that? Well, do we have another hour to talk about them? We certainly have 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think that one of the keys, and it's not just Halloween, it's all holidays that are about mm-hmm. to come up. It's it's remembering that piece of it, that this is for them in, in a lot of ways. And yes, I want my own time and have my fun and it's holidays, but setting the expectations at a level that they can meet, yeah. right? And because it, it is... It's Halloween. It's going to be Thanksgiving before we know it. And then it's Christmas. And Mm -hmm. this is a very busy time. And not only for little guys, but school and academics and sports and everything is... Fall is so busy right now. It's very fast-paced in the fall. And then we throw in all these holidays and expect behavior to be managed. (laughs) Right? Uh, Our kids and our own, right? Right. Exactly. So it's, it's one of those things I think... Just to step back as a parent and go, let me get some clear expectations of this and let me kind of put what my kid can handle. Uh Scary thing was a great example. You know, really knowing your kid's temperament. We talked about temperament before and really knowing how they approach things. Um, Are they the kind of kid that if they see a group of kids, they go in and play? Or do they kind of hang back and kind of wait and see what everybody's going to do? If they're the hang back kid... Maybe that's really difficult to go up those stairs, knock on a stranger's door, stranger's <laughs> door, and what, and have them come out and go, boo, right? <laughs> I mean, that's terrifying for some some kids, and just knowing that about them, I think, really can help set up again for success full time for them to do a fun activity. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be fun, right? And, you know, in something as you're talking, I I totally hear where you're coming from because it seems to me, and I'm recognizing this in business right now, is that the kids get put back to school and all of a sudden it's, we've got a sprint until the holidays and it kicks off with Halloween. And we've got a sprint between, you know, the end of August, beginning of September until the end of October to frantically get as much business lined up or do whatever it is we're supposed to do or what we've neglected to do over the summertime while we were doing, you know, kid duty and all that kind of fun stuff. And I felt it. And it's frantic. And the weather's changing. It's like we're a bunch of squirrels gathering as much nuts as we possibly can for the wintertime. And I wonder if Halloween doesn't get kind of lumped into this obligation that it's like, oh, last minute, we got to throw together a costume. It's got to be a really good costume. Okay, so wait, no, uh, we got to spend 80 bucks on a costume. I just feel that frantic. Yeah. And I wonder how that rubs off on our kids, what they're learning about Halloween. Right. Well, 
I think us staying calm and having clear, you know, having realistic expectations about um, Halloween and and what we expect behavior wise Mm -hmm. that, you know what, there might be a meltdown. Mm -hmm. They're they're tired. Number one, it's a pretty late night for some kids. So they're trying to jam in homework on top of that, and then let's pour some sugar on it. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Sounds like an average day in my life. Oh, wait, that's our kids. We're not supposed to do that. Hmm. When we come back, we're going to talk more about scary things, because yeah. I have some questions for Carrie on scary things. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim on KKNW. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jerry Pearson, and since 1977, we at the Pearson Law Firm have guided individuals and their families through the legal process to seek justice and restitution in insurance disputes and personal injury claims. At the Pearson Law Firm, we work hard to secure justice in civil matters with a network of resources, a wealth of experience, and a compassionate attitude. That's the Pearson Promise. Contact us at 1-800-423-8473. That's 1-800-423-8473 for a free case evaluation. Or check us out at walkthetalkwithkim.com. Remember the pink tow truck? It was a Seattle icon. But did you know the mastermind behind the marketing was also one of Seattle's successful entrepreneurs? Learn life lessons from Ed Lincoln by reading his new autobiography, Life Through the Rearview Mirror. Available at area bookstores and online. Go to walkthetalkwithkim.com and click on the link. Are you stuck? Are you plagued by a toxic relationship? Are you frustrated with a lack of motivation? Workforce Evolution offers classes that explain why people behave the way they do and how to change patterns that wreak havoc on business and relationships in order to accelerate innovation and creativity. Go to WorkforceEvolution.com to find out how you can join a free class. That's WorkforceEvolution.com or call 425-888-9790. Mount Sai Gymnastics Academy is now open in North Bend, offering gymnastics classes and summer camps to get your little ones and big ones moving this spring and summer. From recreation classes to competitive team, they have the gymnastics scene covered in the valley. Visit them online at www.mountsidegymnasticsacademy.com or call 425-292-3152. Get your kids flipping and twisting into summer. On the AM band at 1150 and on the FM HD band at 98.9 HD3. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. I want candy. But I really don't, but I do, but I don't, but I do. We'll see what my kids get. So I have a funny candy story. You guys ready for this one last Absolutely. year? I'm going to admit this. I've had a year to recover, so now it's funny, but at the time it was not. <laughs> parents, you crafty, crafty, crafty parents out there who think that it's really cute, instead of giving candy to give other things, I had a situation. This might not have been for Halloween. This might have been for might have been for Valentine's Day. 
regardless. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. (laughs) So you get to the part of the candy dish. It was Halloween. You get to the part of the candy dish when all of the good stuff is gone and you've got nothing but the ickies left. And they leave that home. And mom should throw these things away, but she doesn't because it's the kids' candy. We don't want to do that. But there's nobody in the house but mom and the dog. And mom had a particularly stressful email. And so she goes to said candy place because nobody's going to miss anything that comes out of there at this point. She takes this piece of candy and unwraps it and sticks it in her mouth and realizes it is not candy at all. Some crafty woman, curse you, decided she was going to give the kids non-candy items by taking crayons and melting them and making them look like candy. And had I read the actual package that this came in, I would have seen that it was for the kids to take out in color. But That sounds really cute. Ew. It probably took me about 45 minutes. And if you've ever (laughs) eaten a crayon, (laughs) it conforms to fillings and crevices in your teeth that don't come out for days. No matter how much water picking, um, toothbrushing, it was the... I, I've never had an experience like that. And it was kind of like karma going, ha, 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 you know, that'll learn you for stealing your kids' candy. But I, I just want to to let folks know out there, mark things better. <laughs> <laughs> Say, so not you, for moms. You put some paper in your mouth and made some mouth art. <laughs> uh, no, I was spitting and gagging and brushing and brushing and spitting and gagging. It ruined my dinner. It was a bad day. But kind of made for fun. Probably not a lot of calories in those. So. <laughs> no. And it, I did not Upside. eat anything else Silver out of lining. that. Yeah. You know, actually it did because I threw the whole bag away after that. I was so disgusted with my adventure <laughs> that I threw it away. So curse you creative moms out there. You took me out and I will never forgive you. May it come back in folds for you. So anyway, that was my little Halloween funny um, story. Mm-hmm. Not funny for me, funny for everybody else. I'd be more than happy to share. I want to talk, Carrie, a little bit with you about scaries. So I don't know. Has it just gotten worse or have I gotten old? But it seems to me that, especially with the zombie craze, things have gotten really gross. And, I mean, I even have a hard time. There's people that I see. I can't even look at them. It's kind of scary. I can't even watch the commercial. Oh, just the commercial that's on TV. I'm like, ah, traumatized. I don't want to look at that blood coming off of walls and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. It seems to have gotten, I don't know, maybe it's just me. It, it seems to have gotten worse. I don't, I, what happened to Halloween Snoopy style, right? Where you had a sheet over your head or, I mean, that, that now we can never get away with anything like that. But I remember, you know, Halloween was happy. It was Wizard of Oz. It was cute witches and cute ghosts. And there wasn't Yeah, but we didn't the makeup. Have- Video games that <laughs> had is that what it is super zombie killers. zombie killers and um you know this technology has just taken it to a, we couldn't even dream up some of the costumes oh, that they have now right it's so, horrible um I think technology has pushed us to this gorier yeah. level right and and Halloween's almost become different it used to be such a kid thing and now it seems to me like the older generation are getting into it as well, which is great. And I'm glad everybody's having a good time with Halloween. But what is that doing to, is that traumatizing, do you think, to our younger kids? And how do we explain that? Well, I think um, 
it's really a great place to start with kids about um, what scary things are. So, you know, I always tell, go back to the story that I tell uh, about my son going to Disneyland and going on a ride that I thought was going to be the best time of our lives, Indiana Jones ride. It's so cool. He loves Indiana Jones. He freaked out. Hmm. As soon as he saw a 20-foot snake coming for us mm-hmm. and then a ball rolling towards, I mean, how do you process when you're six and seven? Something that's so realistic is not real. And I think that's what happens in, in young children's developing minds. It, you're watching something that looks so real. How can, I, how can my brain really discern whether or not that is real? It actually doesn't. There's right. brain science that actually shows that, you know, if you have an experience, you can relive that experience and the same neurons are going to fire in your brain. That your brain doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's not real unless you've got something else in your brain telling you that it's different. But when you're in that age, your neurons are still forming and connecting. Absolutely. It doesn't have anything by which to judge it on. Exactly. So, you know, I really caution parents out there about horror and scary kind of stuff. I We were just talking in it about the, in the car on the way here. I, I don't do horror at all. Uh, I don't like it either. I can't. I don't have room in my brain, right? Mm-hmm. And There's so many other things to worry about, man. <laughs> I have regular real-life horror. Real life is scary enough. My fight-or-flight responses work just fine. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I don't need anything, you know. No more stimulus? No. And I, But I think kids can't tell us that, right? They don't have the language or the, the ability to say, I, I don't want to I don't want to be watching this. And peer pressure is a great motivator for, you know, we're all going to watch the scary movie. Well, mm. what if, you know, just like you said, your son, you know, I, is he going to really step up and go, hey, guys, uh, I can't watch these kind of shows because it's not my temperament. I don't mm-hmm. like it. It's not it doesn't feel good to me. Um, you know, it's really hard for kids to stand up and say no when everybody's mm-hmm. watching it. Well, it was really interesting um, with with Vincent in particular watching his development over this particular issue um, because he is such a strong personality. You think nothing phases him. But I remember the first time when he was four years old, we were watching um, my husband, who totally watches inappropriate stuff all the time. If he's listening, he knows it, um, that I have to keep reminding him that (laughs) Gia's one thing. She can handle it. But Vincent, he's sensitive. And um, it was the fire, not the fire starter, fire. It was that guy who rides the motorcycle whose head turns into fire. I can't oh, remember yeah, the name Nicholas of that one. Cage. Nicholas yes, Cage. Yes, yes, it was that one. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and we're, and we're kind of watching this, and all of a sudden the first time his head goes up in flames, <laughs> we hear this Fred Flintstone pitter-patter run out of the room. Right. And I remember turning around looking down the hall, and there's little Vincent with this little face going, oh, what was that? And right. I remember, oh, okay, so yeah. Yeah. And even when we went to Mount St. Helens, watching the Mount St. Helens movie with the movie on the outside, that wigged him out. And when we got out of the car on Sunday... Um, he's, we had surprised him because it was his birthday. And we said they were going to the Museum of Fright. And he goes, I don't want to go to the Museum of Fright. Right. He's like, well, we're here. We're going to go. And I'm kind of looking at him. And I said, is it the Fright part? He goes, yeah, I don't want to see. So, you know, he, but he didn't want to come right out. No, I don't want to go. He was just going, right. I don't, I don't 
I said, we picked this especially for you. There's no, nobody's going to jump out at you. Nobody's going to scare you. It's for younger kids. If you don't like it, we can. And once he got that, he was fine. Right. No problem. Right. But for that minute there, especially with his age, he had this, a little red flag went off in him and said, you know, no, this isn't okay with me. And I'm glad that he can say something. But I think to your point, I think there's a lot of kids that might not say anything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Which is goes back to, again, just having really good realistic expectations around Halloween and role modeling what's going to happen and what they're going to see, just like you did. I already checked it out. There's no people that are jumping out. There's none of this. You know, yes, we're going to be walking down the streets. I did see the Smith's yard. Yeah, they got tombstones and they got some really scary looking birds. So Mm. just heads up. I saw that, you know, just letting them kind of get an idea of what they're what they're going to face, too, I think can be really helpful for them. So is good role modeling if I see something scary, if I go run away screaming? (laughs) It's it's called social referencing, and um, probably not. Oh, man. So I've got to maintain and control? Absolutely. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to remember that. Yeah. Well, and it is one of those things that um, kids learn from us, right? And it is. It's social referencing. They will often look to their parent. What, what's your reaction to this? I'm, I'm not sure how to react. And so now, now I see my mom going, they're going to be scared to death and they're going to beat you running right you know maybe we'll be the ones that survive when the zombies come after us (laughs) maybe in my son we're not going to be the ones that'll go into the woods alone we're not going to go downstairs in the dark room like all those other stupid people do we're going to survive exactly Exactly. oh well i'm glad i totally understand where he's coming from my husband kind of looks at it from oh there's nothing you don't have anything to be afraid well i get i get why he's why he's afraid and i think that i think what you're saying is absolutely true just knowing your kids and not pushing it there's no reason it should well be and happy. i think that parents do that oh there's nothing to be afraid of because it's we're trying to teach them right again social referencing see really it's just a light but it gets kind of back to that emotion coaching thing where i'm gonna really say i understand i i i understand that it looks frightening it's a light that's projecting on it. It's so different when you say, oh, don't be afraid of that. It's just a purple light. Yeah. Or, oh, you know what? That does look a little frightening. I can see how you kind of could be scared by that. Um, the way it's reflecting makes it look, you know, a lot different. Yeah. Just simply changing up how you're responding to that, I mm-hmm. think, goes a very long way. Instead of kids. making them feel ashamed for being frightened Absolutely. by something. Yeah, I hear that. I've never understood, you know, I, I always knew it was fake. You know, that whole, com- oh, it's just fake. For me, that didn't help matters because I knew it was fake, but I still didn't understand why it was pleasant to look at, you know. Why, right. you know, why watching somebody die this horrible death? Oh, ha, huh, that's fun. Let's go see that again. I never made that mental connection as a kid, and I still don't as an adult. Um, and, and I think that we need to be sensitive to that as well, too. It's, it doesn't matter if it's fake or not. It's the imagery. It's the purpose. It's ugly, and it's sad, and it's not, you know, if you have any kind of empathy or, or have those real bleeding hearts for other people, which there's a population that does, you have an emotional you know, story that you make up, a narrative that you make up around seeing those right. things. Absolutely. And we already fill our heads again with so much stuff. Can we, Let's just not add that. <laughs> let's yeah. just leave that for, let them exactly. go to college and you can watch all those scary movies when you're 
later, right? <laughs> Don't do it when they're little. Right, exactly. And for those of you that get into that kind of stuff, I get it. I don't want to stop your creativity. Go for it. You know, I don't particularly care for it or like it. It grosses me out, especially when you're doing it around food. So the whole candy gory kind of stuff it kind of ruins it for me but actually it doesn't I still eat the candy anyway I just get over it um so go I'm not telling you not to do that but yeah just be sensitive that there are some kids out there that are really challenged by that absolutely good deal we're going to take a break when we come back we're going to learn more about some awesome things that are happening at one voice and get an update from a friend Helene you're listening to walk the talk with Kim Hi, I'm Jerry Pearson, and at our firm, whether we're working on an automobile crash case or helping a client who's been injured by a defective product, we focus on justice. We're passionate about serving our clients. Our successful approach focuses on the right issue at the right time. With the best tools and expertise available, we focus on collaboration and cooperation. Clients support that process, and they respect our abilities to manage the legal process, to demystify it, and to explain choices and opportunities, and also their responsibilities. Contact us at 1-800-423-8473 or pearsonlawfirm.com. That's P-E-A-R-S-O-N lawfirm.com. Or you can check us out at walkthetalkwithkim.com. Does your organization crave new ideas? ThinkShop can help. For 16 years, ThinkShop has inspired creative thinking at Fortune 500 companies, small businesses, and nonprofits. We help you imagine new offerings, strategies, or ways of doing business. Our proven processes and engaging workshops deliver powerful results. Learn more at thinkshop.com. Are you stuck? Are you plagued by a toxic relationship? Are you frustrated with a lack of motivation? Workforce Evolution offers classes that explain why people behave the way they do and how to change patterns that wreak havoc on business and relationships in order to accelerate innovation and creativity. Go to WorkforceEvolution.com to find out how you can join a free class. That's WorkforceEvolution.com or call 425-888-9790. Negativity and fear, two staples of talk radio. Well, we figured we'd try something different. Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to Walk the Talk with Kim. I'm Kim Ariano. I was we were just talking at the break about our bad costume experiences and maybe one of the reasons why I never dress up for Halloween. I'll share with you one. When I was seven years old, um, I wanted to be a witch, and so my mom got out some green food coloring and some makeup and mm-hmm. put green all over me, and then went to go wash it off, and it wouldn't come off. <laughs> oh my! Oh no! That's so. similar to me. When I was a kid, we were pretty poor. My mom would make all our costumes until finally when I was in uh, junior high, I said, Mom, this is the last year, the very last year that I'm going as a streaker. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not terribly creative. Oh, but. terrible. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Lots well, of candy, though. I don't know. You just, <laughs> how'd you know? You just ran by and grabbed it? See, you didn't say thank you, did you? Oh, I said thank you. Oh, you said <laughs> <laughs> for about three episodes. Oh, yeah. thank you. <laughs> Running thank you very, very quick. Just a blur. Yes, here we go. Down the block. 
Well, Carrie, thank you very much for giving us some ideas and thoughts about how to keep Halloween emotionally safe for our kids. Yes. That was a good, when do we ever hear about emotionally safe? Watch the street, look both ways before crossing the street. What a silly, 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 silly way or something to think about, but it is true. And so please be safe out there with your kids and make sure um, you're walking across the street safely. My new favorite thing? glow-in-the-dark duct tape. Really? It's so fabulous. You can get it at any hardware store. Doesn't really ruin their costumes. They can Mm. still wear whatever they want. Couple strips, call it good, down their back. Never heard of such a thing. Glow-in-the-dark duct tape. Oh, man. I'm not going to get that. My husband will find other uses for for (laughs) glow-in-the-dark duct tape. We'll have glow-in-the-dark Barns and horses and dogs and <laughs> cool. so, actually it's something I would do. <laughs> I'd wrap the cat just for fun. <laughs> Let her go. Woo! Duct tape cat. Helene, how are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks, Kim. Welcome. Thank I mean, you. you've been sitting over there being so patient while we share our Halloween stories. But there's a but you know we talk about exciting things that are going on. Um, and Compass is doing some incredible things as usual. But what's coming up? Well, we've got a few things coming up, and I think the one that is just um, really exciting and right around the corner, we get through Halloween, we're in our sugar comas, whatever, uh, One Voice. Uh, Tomorrow, we start collecting donations for the One Voice holiday event, and this is a really, really important opportunity in the Snoqualmie Valley to help families in need. And um, gosh, tomorrow, uh, the banks in the Snoqualmie Valley will have their boxes out for coats new and gently used, and we're talking Sterling Bank, Chase Bank, Bank of America, Opus Bank, Key Bank, and the Snow Falls Credit Union. Mm -hmm. And you're going to start seeing everywhere in the Snoqualmie Valley opportunities to help out with this event. The actual event occurs in December at the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints up in North Bend, and we have two days where families in need can come and really get everything that they need to have a wonderful holiday celebration. And so you name it, we've got groups collecting it. And literally, it starts tomorrow. Uh, Encompass will be one of the drop-off points at our main campus uh, off of Balch. And we also have several new uh, all-inclusive drop-off points this year. I know that Peak Sport and Spine up on the ridge, they're at 7726 Center Boulevard, Southeast, Suite 220. They're going to be taking all sorts of donations as well. We'll talk a little bit more about that. We've also got the Snoqualmie Valley Chamber of Commerce in downtown Snoqualmie being a drop-off point, as well as chaplains in North Bend. And we're talking toilet paper. We're talking personal hygiene items, grocery store gift cards, um, the clothing, new and gently used. We really would love to see shoes and boots. Um, We see a huge need for that. People clear out their closets and they think, oh, I've got some sandals we'll we'll give away. Well. Gosh, wait for next spring for those. We right. we need to give people shoes that they can use during, as you can see, the, the weather that we have now. It's really important. Um, gosh, you know, any type of warm clothing. We're talking gloves, mittens, uh, caps, hats. Uh, dental products is a huge thing that we're trying to focus on this year. We saw a lot of that need in the spring when we did our summer resource fair. And so this event really is involving over 40 nonprofits, organizations, businesses. Um, and so it's, it's, it, there's 
there's not a way that you can't get involved. I mean, no matter what, there's going to be a way to give. Um, This Friday night, I believe that the Wildcats have their home game, and that kicks off uh, the food ball program. I believe that's... And I understand that this is not about a big ball of cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Food ball. Well, that makes sense, right? (laughs) Right. Food ball. It's a food ball. Come to the game, watch the game, and... Grab a hunk of cheese. Well, it's it's really kind of the opposite of that is you bring food to the game. And oh. so you, you don't get a... a that's ch- not about me. <laughs> <laughs> but they're going to fill trucks, and, and that's the goal. There's a couple Excellent. of events that um, Mount Sy will be hosting, the Snoqualmie Valley School District. There'll be other schools that will be getting into that um, from the elementary schools and the middle schools. And so uh, all of that food is is going to... Um, local food banks, including Mount Sai Helping Hands Food Bank. Uh, they're a wonderful resource in our community. They're part of the One Voice program. Uh, our hope is is that we can get some of those representatives on your show um, once we've gotten through the Halloween. We're working on yeah, that. So, yeah, yeah. November is going to be all about getting ready for that time of year. And just to remind folks what One Voice is, um, this is the third year that we're doing, the uh, that we're working with. And the idea really came is that we noticed right around the Halloween, or the Halloween, <laughs> Halloween on the brain, <laughs> um, right around the holiday period of time that you have all of these organizations that are providing um, all these really great things for the community. Wouldn't it be great if we coordinated it into exactly. an event? And so it's interesting you talk about toiletry and paper items in the same vein that you're talking about presents and clothing drive. But understand that we're talking about a demographic and a population that doesn't necessarily have access to a car where they can just go and pick up stuff. And if we can give them the cleaning items and the toiletry items and things that they don't have to buy, then they have more just more income that they can spend on gifts or, or on, on making a little bit more of a holiday. And so the One Voice event is great because it's kind of a one-stop place for them to go get the cleaning items, the toiletry items, all of that kind of fun stuff, pick up their gifts and their presents and everything like that and get their food and everything else that they need and then get a ride back. So it's it's a, a way for a lot of communities to do a lot of good for a large group of people instead of trying to do everything separate. And gingerbread houses too. We would Yay! love to get those. You don't require an oven and a family can put that together and have that maybe be an event that they can create a memory. We talk about families getting together and and sharing times. And so uh, those gingerbread house kits, we will take them and we will distribute them. Excellent. And how do they get more information on that? You can go to the Encompass website. You can also visit uh, One Voice's Facebook page. If you uh, type in One Voice Snoqualmie Valley at your Facebook page, and please like us because throughout the holiday season and gearing up, we're going to be posting more information about all the ways that people can give in all the different locations, churches, etc., uh, including some of the ones we talked about today. Perfect. And real quick, we've got about 10 seconds about your gala on Saturday. Saturday. Oh, my goodness. So yes. excited. The Autumn Gala. This is uh, truly the, the biggest event for Encompass. We've got some great sponsors this year. We're filled up. Um, we're filled to the gills for Saturday. We've got great items. We've got 40 live gift, forty live items, and we have about 100 silent. And some of our sponsors this year, we've got Pioneer Van Lines, AAA Systems, Nintendo, ABC World Movers, Kirby Nelson Orthodontics in the Valley, and the Snoqualmie Valley Hospital District were our presenting and gold and premier sponsors. Well, thank you very much for the information. Thank, thank you, thank you all of us, for coming today. This thank was you. great. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> thank you to Pearson Law Firm, where you can expect expert representation and a kind, compassionate attitude. Go out there, look around your world, hug your kids, hug your coworkers. 
Um, remember to get out there and enjoy your life and enjoy the people that make it so special and have a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day.